0: You can't coach everyone, or is it just a coach? The big thing I say is that like, you've got to win the morning. Heavy requirements on them to lift heavy weights. The conversation has to be changed. What you truly value. The right way, there's no wrong way. Become the source of struggle. I can't find myself in tears from the physical pain. You're listening to the Stephen Kinsler Podcast. Hey guys, Stephen Kinsler here, and welcome to the show. This is episode 45, and... Today's show we're going to be talking about clients and coaches and pretty much the topic is you can't coach everyone or is it just a coach? So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've I've been doing this obviously for 20 odd years. I've seen, I've worked with thousands of clients. I have seen every different type of client uh, so far. Most of the people on the list I've worked with at one point point, um, and not in a bad way but it's just they're you're learning from it. So we're going to kind of delve into that and then we'll delve in a little bit about the coaching side of things as well um, and just kind of give people an insight into how things work, uh, what coaches go through, what clients have to put up with and is there just people in the world that you just can't coach uh, and is there coaches who just who just can't coach themselves and I think it's, a very small number of people, realistically, especially for the client side of things. I think it's a very small number of people that can't be helped. Um, uh, there's, a, there's certain types of personalities that come into your gym. Uh, I have little labels for them today, um, just to make things easier. If you're a coach, you or you've coached someone, even not even the fitness industry, but in any industry, you'll 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 kind of resonate with some of these. Um, they're fun sometimes not fun to work with but they're fun in general uh when you when you kind of look back on it so uh the first thing right the goal of the goal of the coach the role the mission of a coach is to help someone get further down the road on their particular aspect of life whether it be in the fitness industry or be in something that's like just for work if you work in a bank or you work you work on building sites or you're an electrician or like anything, you work in IT, the goal is to get someone further down the road in regards to what you're doing and what you're delivering and the service you give. When it comes to the fitness industry, generally it is to help someone achieve their goal and that goal is to be healthier stronger fitter achieve a challenge and pretty much to lead a stronger life to have a bigger impact on someone so they can live a better life that is pretty much the role of any sort of strength and conditioning coach fitness coach anyone that is trying to get people moving for health strength purposes okay so that is the role of the coach now when it comes to the clients, uh, there is a few different types of clients. So obviously, there's the client that we love, they come in, uh, they, they're they willing to work, they're willing to listen, they're willing to learn. Uh, I personally find that people that have never done anything before are easier to teach because they have no bad habits. Um, but you've got those beautiful clients that come in and all they wanna do is just work and get there. But then you have those other clients. Uh, and I like the first one is the know-it-all right the know-it-all comes in they've been around the block They've been to different gyms. They've worked with specific coaches And I've had that before where people have literally name-dropped four or five coaches uh, on their first day and My response was well, why aren't you working with them then? If they're that good, why are you not working with them? They're not that f- too far away from me um, What's the reason why you stopped but? The know-it-all is uh, is a fun one because they come in and they're not willing to learn, uh, and this is hard for young coaches or inexperienced coaches because they don't know how to deal with someone like that just yet. But yeah, the know-it-all is a great one because they, they they've been there. They know all. They know exactly this is what works. Uh, this is how I do it. And then you slowly see them. I, mean, I had I know I had one particular client in a, a kind of a global gym I worked in. And it was like, well, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, and I don't do that, and this is what I will do. And then I was like, well, why am I coaching you? And by the end of the session, he was open to learning some new stuff. Uh, by the end of, I think it was six eight weeks, he was doing everything I, I needed him to do. Uh, but it's that whole, like, this is how I do things. I was like, yeah, but like you're still looking to get fitter, stronger there's still issues with your weight. So if you're doing the same thing because you know it all and you're still not getting results, guess what? You don't know it all. And here's the caveat, here's the little nugget, the golden nugget when it comes to the fitness industry is the more you learn about the fitness industry, the more you understand you don't know loads. It is a rabbit hole. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And you have to understand that because a lot of people believe that, oh yeah, I know everything. You know nothing when it comes to the whole aspect of fitness industry. I've been doing this a very long time, and I'm still learning, constantly learning. So yeah, the know-it-all is a great one. Uh, one of my personal favorites is the used-to-be. And again, this this can be women, but tends to be guys. I uh, oh, used to play rugby, or I used to play football. High level, high level now or it could have been a contender kind of thing. And uh, they're living on their past glories. Uh, and it's nice, but I find that anyone that tends to want to just live on their past glories is never really willing to put themselves, well, firstly, understand where they are today and then move themselves forward. So like the purpose of that is when you just constantly focus on the past, you can't Focus on the future. So you, you're you unable to remove yourself from something that you can't change to focus on something you can change. And I think that's a big mindset shift people need to understand. So the used to be's, uh, that is something that you'd have to deal with. You'd have to kind of deal with this. Well, I used to be this strong, or I used to be able to lift this much weight, or I used to be able to run this fast. And it so, goes, well, that's not what you can do today. This is what you can do today. Now, how can we make that a little bit better? Because that's where it has to be. And that's your mind frame. If you focus on the past, you stop yourself from progressing to move towards your goals in the future. And that is a simple one to work with uh, when it comes to the used to be is getting them to understand that. Um, but it is, and I, like, I don't, don't get me wrong. I live off a few old past glories from my sporting career, my history of winning some some uh, some titles, from uh, some medals, some trophies. Yeah, like I remember them, but I have no illusions that that's where I am today. So that is another one. Then you have, and this is probably my toughest client because it's getting true to them. The flakes. The flakes are great. Um, these are people that will literally go out of their way to avoid the discomfort of exercise. And I love the flakes for one reason, because they are literally just, they're trying to avoid exercise which makes them feel uncomfortable and stressed out rather than doing the exercise that will make them feel uncomfortable slightly stressed because you're stressing the body and then generally feel better that's what i find the flakes they don't want to do anything everything's hard the weight's too heavy the work too much why did you join the gym then? you want the results without putting work in unfortunately you don't get anything in this life for free so you got to put the work in but they'll 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 tell you, oh, I can't do this. Um, I don't want to do that, I don't want to get like a, especially I, this is probably more the female. I don't want to get bulky. Wow, huh. hold the phone. You can get bulky lifting weights. Okay, if that was the case, every male coach in the country, in the world, would be jacked. We would be walking around Hulk style 24-7 if it was that easy if we touched the weight. And for women especially, it's very hard for you to gain all that lean muscle because you don't have as much testosterone as men. So touching a weight doesn't make you bulky. It makes you stronger. If you train like a bodybuilder, maybe. But, yeah, we get that from the flakes. And then it's just like it's all about, I don't know. I want to say hippie-ish, but it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I feel, I feel. I fuck you feel. Do the work. God, do the work. The flakes, you're tough, right? But I'll work with you. Um it just takes it takes you longer to kind of get 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 through to you and a lot of a lot of people won't they they'll just they'll start something they'll do a week or two uh be it like a running club or like even joining the gym or swimming and then it just becomes a little bit hard and once it gets hard then i'm done i'm out no way it's not for me i wasn't expecting this and it's like well if you're not expecting anything tough to happen in life in general you are being setting you setting yourself up for major disaster because you won't be able to handle anything and that's what tends to happen uh, next the feels uh, kind of like the flakes I feel my body does this I feel that my body can control itself I understand what's going on see so, well okay Right, everyone can feel their body, and everyone understands what's kind of what's happening to themselves when they're exercising or not exercising, and that's fine. But you don't join a gym because you know exactly what's going on in your system, Uh, and unless you have studied anatomy and you studied uh, biology and you understand the inner workings of your hormones and all of that, and you haven't just Googled everything, you don't understand your body. And sometimes you have to work through things. Like if you have a niggle or an injury, are you doing your rehab? Sometimes rehab's gonna be sore. Are you uh, staying rigid on your diet? Oh, well, I need to have this. You don't need to have anything. If you if you do things correctly, you will see results. Um, so yeah, the the feels people, um, yeah, I, was, I was actually probably lumped them up the, with the flakes. And then we have the no-shows. Oh my God, the no-shows are, gro- oh, yeah. Actually, I kind of like all these people, Um, people who just don't turn up to the gym. They sign up and I'll give you, this is my favorite story. Uh, It was in, I think, the third gym I ever worked in Um, and a guy comes in, it was January, we're buzzing, it was a hotel gym, guy comes in, pays, I think it was like 650 or 700 euros for the year up front, just pays full year. I'm in, bam, I'm a 10. I'm like, perfect uh and then we literally didn't see him until january next year and guess what he does he pays another year up front in cash uh like yes go again and we're like well why why did you not turn up last year ah things got busy i think he did about 10 sessions in january and then never turned back up for another year to only turn back up and pay again uh the no-shows are people that go all in they do a week or two and then you start seeing them for, they come in actually, what actually happens is they come in, they're too gung-ho. They're like, if you say, uh, on a scale of one to ten, where are you at? I'm a ten, I'm a ten, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to change my life. And then when someone's really that into it at the very beginning, you're kind of, there's no kind of, oh, I'm about an ace, i so I'm not really sure what's going on, or I'm seven. Uh, but if you're a ten out of ten, uh, what's happening there is that I generally start not not to believe that you're committed. Uh, you'll do three, four sessions a week for the first couple of weeks and then it'll be down to two and then it'll be one and you'll miss a week. Then you'll try and rally back in and go again because you just kind of went there too hot and you burnt yourself out. Uh, And when it comes to that, then it's, you start missing sessions, uh, you're not getting results, but then you start blaming the gym. You start blaming, oh, well, they don't reach out or they didn't uh, like, you gotta take responsibility for yourself. Like you really do, Uh, especially at FSM, we reach out to people pretty much on a weekly basis. Uh, and if we're not seeing you in the gym we're definitely reaching out to you on a weekly basis i know some gyms don't do that but don't blame the coaches take ownership for yourself you're not turning up the gym because you've been a lazy gear you've decided that there's too many things in your life and that's bullshit, to be honest like there's there's enough time for everyone um and that's what it, it kind of comes down to when it comes to the the no-shows is that they end up just falling off and then they become resentful to the gym and then they, they're afraid or embarrassed to come back and i'll give you another story this happened i think about nine years ago uh there's a woman in the gym uh it was in fsm and she, she was training, she was good she was i think she was here about four or five months uh she trained well and then she just stopped turning up reached out to her emailed her called her text her i'll be coming back coming back then we were getting nothing back from her and this went on i think it went on for about eight to nine maybe ten weeks And then I just went, right, stopped her membership and I sent her an email. I said, hi, such and such, Uh, you haven't been here for so long, so saving you money, I've stopped your membership. If you want to kick it back off again and you're able to get into the gym, let me know we can restart your account. And I got a beautiful email back giving out yards how dare I make a decision on her behalf in regards to what she's doing with her life and her money. And I just never really responded because that is obviously she had stuff going on that I wasn't willing or been paid to deal with. Um, But yeah, if you're not at my gym enough, I will reach out to you to the point. And if I'm not hearing back from you, I will stop your membership. Because I will replace you with someone that wants to be helped. That will turn up and I can actually physically help because they're turning up to the gym. So that's, uh, yeah, those type of people. And then you've got um, just people that don't fit in in your environment or your community or your tribe. And this is, I don't think you can do anything about this one. People will join your gym any gym in the world and this goes everywhere you create a culture a community a vibe a tribe okay and someone comes in and they don't it's not that they don't fit in they don't slot into what you're doing they don't like it they don't like how you do things it's not that you're doing anything wrong it's just a personality thing they don't like the vibe that's going on in your gym and the gym down the road has that vibe and they go down there and they get great results That as I think that's more as a coach and a business owner, you have to take that and understand that not everyone wants to be at your gym. Yes, you get results. Yes, you provide a great service. Yes, you give value. Yes, everything you do is to help people be better. And that's, I think, every single coach that owns or that coaches or has a gym believes in those things. They want those things to be true about their facility. Not everyone will like what you do they might like a different style of training we've had people come from other gyms that are like oh my god this is amazing i never knew this before how have i not been coached like this and then we've had people that left the gym because hey it's, it's not really for me i didn't really like the the program that you did or or this or that and like that's okay the only thing i i really like is the honesty i like people being honest with me and in a genuine way saying listen it's not my thing uh, I'm going to try something else. I wish you all the best. Generally do uh, wish anyone all the best once they're still being active. Uh, when people are just not training and they try and find fault in it, then that's when uh, it becomes a little bit kind of, well, you're not doing anything. You're not actively trying. Like if you come in and give it a good good try and it, it's, you find that like it's still not working for you, then yeah, but if you didn't give it a chance and I think a lot of coaches can and uh, gym owners can resonate with that one. Um, There is a bunch of people for a reason or another that will never, ever be successful in the gym. This is the kind of last one. And the reason is, is the story. The story they tell themselves. The story they tell everyone else. And that story is that it's everyone else's fault. It's everyone's fault. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything. I can't lose weight because of... This doesn't work for me. I can't lose weight because such and such. And I can't lose weight because of time and kids and work. and I have an intolerance and I'm not willing to give up alcohol. And it's always a story. And if you ever look at any anyone that kind of always talks about the reasons why they can't do something. And this is across all spectrums of life. If you are projecting it out on everything else. You are not owning up to what you're responsible for. So... The question I would ask them is, what are you knowingly doing that is preventing you from achieving your results? And when you ask that question, I think that's a really powerful question. When you ask that question to someone, again, I'll say it again, what are you knowingly doing that is preventing you from achieving your results tends to hit home. And some people get a little bit offended by it. They'll be like, well, it's not my fault. Pretty much it is. You make the choice to accept what you're accepting. They tell me you have no time, bullshit. Give me seven days. Let me do a time model on your life. I'll find time for you to train. Absolutely. You don't need to train an hour a day. You don't need to train at a gym. You can find something to do 10 minutes a day and start doing 10 minutes a day, three times a week. It's better than doing nothing. And you can just slowly build on that. But this whole thing, oh, I have kids. Most people that train at their gym have kids. They still manage to get to the gym. Um, Again, it doesn't even have to be the gym, just getting out to be active. It's always an excuse, and they're the people that re- project all their problems into other issues in their life. That it doesn't; it's not their fault. It's everything else. Um, and until that person, obviously, is I suppose, is willing to make a change or take ownership and accountability for what they do, or they're they're open to find out about why these things are not happening to them which again comes back to them holding themselves accountable uh they're never really going to get anywhere they're never really going to get anywhere um so they're the clients now the coaches i believe and i heard a saying a while ago i think i think it was tire net. or yeah i think it was tire net. i'm not sure i'm not sure um but there is no uncoachable clients there is only inexperienced coaches now, this is true to, uh, again, a point, because there is sometimes an unconscious to someone, to someone you can't physically work with. You just won't, you won't be able to help them because they're not open to be helped. Um, and I think that's an outlier. I think that's like 1%, 1% of clients. I do believe that a lot of the time when coaches and clients clash, it's an inexperience of the coach's ability to work around that client. So, um, when coaches get qualified, again, you've learned a method of training and you are stuck in that method. You open a gym or you're working with clients like, well, this is how I coach people. And if you're not willing to follow my rules, then you are not willing to learn, which means we can't work together. And that is true. I think that is partly a good thing because obviously every coach has a style. And that style, once it's getting results, we're, we're winning. But I think when it comes to coaches, you need to have a personality that is adaptable to working with different personalities because you can't just be, especially young coaches, it's very hard to develop a system where it's literally, this is my step-by-step guide. You either do it or you don't. That's like, it's fine to have that, but you still, as a coach, have to have a approach to the personality type that you're working with. And I think you only really learn that true experience. Um, So it's not kind of, one size fits all mentality. Um, They never expand on their education. I think this is a good one. So a lot of coaches, when they finish, they won't expand on their education. Like, it's like, what are you studying now? Nothing. Uh, Who do you follow that has good information? I'm not really, I follow a few people on TikTok or something. And you're like, that's not, okay, there's some good tips there, but like, it's not really learning. Coaches, you need to be putting in 10% 10% of everything you earn into your education, if not more. Pretty sure I put in more, constantly educating myself on uh, coaching, mindset, business, everything that I'm doing to develop the company so I can help more people, I'm constantly educating myself on that. And then any coach that I pretty much know, most coaches I know actually do that too. They, they invest a lot of time and money into their uh, education and evolving themselves as a person to be a better coach to be a better, uh, offer a better service to the client. So if you aren't doing that, then you're, you're stalled. And with the fitness industry, you can't really stall because it's constantly evolving and you'll just get left behind. Um, not being willing to evolve. And this is the personality thing is that, well, I shouldn't have to change myself. We don't ask you to change. What it is, is you need to understand that, like I would consider myself a tough coach, like iconic, kind of, all right, we're doing this, we're doing A, B, and C, let's get it done. But I can also tell when someone's struggling and then I can go over to that person individually and go, look, I know you're finding it hard, I need you to kind of just this, 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 we'll stay here, you focus on that. And then I could turn around and go, right lads, let's go. But I understand when people need a little bit different attention and a different tone to my voice. Whereas some coaches who haven't evolved, they go in and it's, again, it's a one-size-fits-all and they end up kind of getting, like, clients leave. They don't want to be coached by them. And, yeah, that's, it's never a good place to be. I think coaches, I think most coaches go through that at some point. I think there's an evolution of the coaching cycle. Um, They believe their clients should conform to what they do again and then like i said the overqualified coach is i suppose the last one the overqualified coach is someone who has studied it all they've got their masters they've done a thesis they've they are literally the cream of the crop when it comes to education of the year they finished college and they know it all and the problem is, is that if you have no actual experience you don't know a lot because what you know and what you can do when you're working with clients is two completely different things. Um, And I see this a lot when it comes to overqualified coaches. And you have underqualified coaches too. Um, And I don't think it's all overqualified coaches. But what, what I tend to see is that, well, they will overcomplicate They're coaching by explaining the big words and talking about the deep dive into the nervous system's reaction to a stimulus uh, and muscle contractions and your hormone release when you do this and when you do that. And a client's like, I couldn't give a shit. Am I losing weight or not? And that is the overqualified. They're trying to impact on them uh, all their knowledge. Here's the thing. If you're into something, really, really into something, and your friend isn't they don't care it's not they don't care about you they just don't care enough to be interested so for example right i'm not into football my friends love football especially manchester united i could watch a match or i could leave a match it doesn't bother me i would not bring a home if i watched the best match in the world i will not talk about it for five days my friends will analyze everything and they will talk about for five days it's the same with coaches a lot of people don't care and that's fine they're not into it as much as you are and you have to recognize that so that's it and on the other side of things is that like you can be the most qualified coach in the world and just you can't coach i've seen guys that have done like back in the day when crossfit didn't even have exams um, you just turned up for two days and we're certified CrossFit coach numero uno here back in 2009 or 2008 um CrossFit level 1 coach no certificate, no um no exam needed now I've had I've been to college and I've done a lot of certs before that and a lot of coaching courses before that but I know coaches that started off with a two day cert and are amazing coaches why cuz they're invested in helping someone and they'll go out of their way to make sure that they get the person the right stimulus and the right education the right programming and then i've seen guys that are like overly qualified that um just can't work with people so so what's the best coach i suppose i don't know i kind of went off on that one as well the best coach is someone that will is willing to put time and effort to make a client get results your education obviously you have to be qualified you have to have uh you you have to have some knowledge of how to move the human body but i don't think one trumps the other in regards to if you're impacting people then you're winning so the moral of the story is is there can you coach everyone 99 percent of the time you can coach everyone if you are a very well experienced and understanding coach Uh, or is it the coach i'd say the coach's life cycle eventually gets them there so i think when you you want to be a coach, yeah, you study, you come out of college. You'll tend to then find uh, a method or methodology that you will follow, and it's dogma law. So you just got to be, oh, I'm into this. Then you'll find some sort of coach or uh, higher program that you are literally in love with, and that's what you push pushing your clients. And then you'll kind of start questioning that. And once you start questioning that, your whole world will crumble in regards to who you are as a coach. Hopefully for you, it doesn't take too long. And then you'll come out of that and here's what happens at the very end of it. It doesn't matter what your qualifications are. It doesn't matter uh, how good you are, how many years you've studied. The goal is, can you help impact people in a positive way? And everything will work to a point. And the real answer, and I'm totally taking this from Coach Dan John, is it depends. Your goal, the answer to everyone's goal is it depends on what you're willing to do and it depends on how much you're willing to put into it and if you're willing to do everything then you're willing to get all the results if you're willing to half-ass it and barely put in then you're only willing to get half-assed results and that's the way of the world um guys that is episode 45 uh i enjoyed that one i like that one because yeah Just some fun memories popping back up in the brain, working with some clients and some coaches over the years. Uh, But it's all good. Like Again, like everyone that I work with, I wish everyone. Everyone that I work with, I love. Everyone that I worked with, uh, most of you I still love. (laughs) But no matter what way it goes, and no matter what type of client you are, no matter what type of coach you are, I honestly, genuinely want you to be successful in getting your fitness and health results or successful working with other clients. Really do. Really do. I don't hold grudges enough. I don't have enough time to waste on stuff like that. If you um but that yeah that's it. Like if you're working towards getting fitter and healthier, I'm happy for you. Genuinely happy for you. But that is the show. Guys if you like the show or you're listening to it, please give us a like maybe a comment let me know if you're one of those types of clients. Or you're just one of those cool clients that just kind of does what we like them to do so they can get their own results and live a better life. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. It helps the algorithm uh, and it helps me grow the podcast because I do plan to grow this. I love talking to people. I know I'm the last few shows I've just been talking myself because uh, I just want to get really back into the flow. I don't have to put scheduling issues in, but we do have some guests uh, lined up. And we are going to have more guests in the show. I'm going to have more topics. uh, And I'm really looking forward to diving and deep diving into some really good, interesting topics as we go. So have a good one.